0: Some teams have AIDS. My grandma and my old dog, who AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. The pop has got it. So do AIDS, Come on, everybody. We got some quilting to do. We're going to break down these barricades. Some teams have AIDS, 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 And especially Adam. It's game time. So to me, that would
1: be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, uh, we just
0: lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizz So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers' take? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Heart
1: diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for
0: ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well.
1: This is a game my wife and I, play at home and you're like whoa <laughs> this is the
0: astro league it sounds so weird in like an australian accent the astro league <laughs> what is going on <laughs> the astro league podcast i think my sheriff's decision is i i just wouldn't do it during the season
1: well g'day g'day and welcome to the astros fantasy football podcast my name is maddie c i am the host of this show the number one australian made fantasy football show and I've got to tell you, we're not only number one in Australia, we're number one in New Zealand, for goodness sake! So a big shout out to our Kiwi Sheepshagger friends. Thank you so much. Sorry, I couldn't help but have a dig. We love you, New Zealand, and uh, I've always maintained my love for New Zealand. I think Taylor does too. Speaking of Taylor, we're having him in today, but before we get too far in, let's do the cursory things. I'm Maddie C. I'm host of the show. I'm commissioner of the Astros Fantasy Football League. And you know what? You can find us everywhere. We're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram at Astro League Podcast. We're on Twitter at Astro League Pod. You can even send us a good old-fashioned email. We had three listener mails coming up today, so I'm really excited about that. Astro League Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we've also got a merchandise store. Go and have a squeeze. You can find that at tpublic and then search Astro League Podcast, or there's a link in any of the social media. I also just really want to quickly, before we get into it, chuck up a little bit of news update. The results are in, the people have spoken. That's what it comes down to, we're not the no fun league. But you need time to negotiate that.
0: That's what my wife says very quickly. let's jump in and do this thing.
1: All right, so in Green Bay, let's start there because that one's going to impact people first. Devontae Adams is number four in wide receivers in our scoring this year. And whatever's happened there, Devontae Adams has returned one positive test. He has to return two negatives 24 hours apart if he's going to travel. And he's got time to do it, even if it means he travels solo. Uh, Alan Lazard has gone ahead and put up a positive test, although he is not vaccinated the same way that Devontae Adams was. So Lazard, 100% out. Devontae Adams, probably So it does make the Green Bay receiving core a little bit thin, but also means those third, fourth, fifth sort of option guys are in play this week. I saw this one too. So Deshaun Watson, he's actually not being held out by the NFL. He's under no designation from the NFL about why he is or is not playing. The Texans are literally just saying, oh, Deshaun Watson is inactive every single week. That's it. He doesn't have a non-football injury. He's got no designation. They're just saying, oh, he's a healthy scratch. Um, The guy's not at the facility at all, and there's no real communication between two. So just interesting there that the NFL aren't the one who's in the way there. I also saw that Zach Wilson is going to be gone for at least two weeks with that injury he did the other day. That's a real pity for Zach Wilson. But however, we saw Flacco, he's he's likely to be back in that building, whether he's going to start this week or next week. But we've got a couple of weeks of not knowing what that's going to mean for Jets wide receivers. But at least maybe two to three weeks, uh, at least we sort of know. For sure that he'll be back on the center at some point. The last one I wanted to mention is my boyfriend, Duke Johnson. He goes back to where it all begins. He was a University of Miami Hurricane and uh, he goes back there. He signs with the Dolphins on the practice squad this week. Funny fact, so Frank Gore was a University of Miami Hurricane and then he went to the NFL and a little bit later on comes this guy, Duke Johnson, who smashed every single record that Frank Gore had there. And then Duke Johnson goes to the NFL and yeah, okay, so he hasn't been Frank Gore. But it's just kind of funny to think that this is the guy who smashed all the Frank Gore records and Frank Gore actually is he on a team somewhere can somebody clear that up for me we might have that on the next news update all right I think we've covered all the top news for the time being let's uh let's do it let's fire up my favorite little piece of production I made this piece of production in like the fourth week of this podcast and I am so glad I have not changed it it is just authentically mint to how it was and it's still one of my favorite things to do it's fire up the Taylor Talk time intro
0: T-A-L-O-R
1: Well, we are more than halfway through the season, and I, I've had you every single week, Tay. I'm so glad you're back. This is just the biggest bumper Taylor talk we've had all year. Uh, how are you feeling being back at the midway point?
0: Mate, absolutely. Part to be back. Yeah, it was. Uh, some uh, scores were absolutely horrendous, weren't they? It's almost like some of the teams had a syndrome that made them deficient. <clears throat> and so this is the end of our story, and some teams are dead from AIDS. It took from me a guy named Adam, but he's from Queensland, so no one gives a shit. <laughs> well, I'm going to march on Washington. Lead the fight and change the brigades. There's a hero inside of all of us. I'll make them see that some teams have AIDS. The Vinegar Strokes, AIDS. Squasmongers, AIDS. The Gnomes and the pots and the AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. The Birds and the Playmakers and the satyrs and the AIDS. Some teams have AIDS. My grandma and my old dog Boo, AIDS, The Pope has got it. So do AIDS, Come on, everybody! We got some quilting to do. We're going to break down these barricades. Some teams have AIDS, 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 and especially Adam. Mate,
1: there's a thunderous applause going on behind me, and you have earned every bit of that. That's
0: fantastic. Thanks, man. I will just put another spin on the, uh, the 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 wonderful age song. I just thought I'd, uh, you know, I said some teams, obviously not all. I just thought I'd throw it out to basically everyone who got under hundred points.
1: <laughs> I was wondering what the qualifier was um, because I lost and I wasn't in there. So, I'm like, oh, okay. So what what's going on here? Uh, makes a heap nah, of sense.
0: You had a good score. I wasn't I wasn't there to poke fun at the uh, teams that scored well and lost. I was just there for the. I mean, there was a. I think there was a couple of teams in there that won. Even though they are under a hundred, so uh, even if you won, you weren't uh, exempt from my list. There, it was uh, just just having to go at anyone that was that struggled a bit.
1: Love it, love it. Um, yeah, it's poking people high on my agenda. I've got plenty of people to poke this week too. And why not? We sort of know more about everybody this week than we had in any week before. Um, but that said, I mean, it's so close. Three wins, literally separating top spot from last spot. And I mean, this is the same as last year. We only had four wins separate the entire league.
0: It's it's nuts, mate. Like I've just been saying to you on the side, like you know, you feel like you're on a bit of a roll, and all it takes is just one loss, and it turns. And then vice versa, you know, you're on a bit of a losing streak, and just one thing goes right for you, and all of a sudden, it just feels like life's a bit easier. You come up against someone you think you might beat. Your your matchups change. It yep. it just feels like it doesn't matter. All, What's happening, something could easily change just around the corner. It doesn't matter how well you set up or how badly you think you set up. Uh, That's fantasy football. Everything changes on a dime, and that's why we love it.
1: It's pretty good because, I mean, I think you've said this a few times. There are plenty of people who are upset with how you built your team into such a strong-looking team. Well, man, you've got a three-game losing streak along with Brendan, and you two have got great-looking teams. It just shows you the unpredictability, so it doesn't matter really what you do to try and insulate yourself against it. You just run up against a team you have got nice matchups and your team, horrible matchups. That's all it takes. I mean, it doesn't matter how strong your team is, right?
0: Well, one perfect uh, difference is sort of something I brought up last week. Pete uh, in week uh, six, I think it was, scored 80 points. And then yeah. I came up against him last week and he scored 150. It just shows you the difference of like when you play someone as well. It's not just the team you're coming up against. Like, Pete had no one out last week and he had just a team full of great matchups. Yeah. And the week before, yeah. he had, you know, Pitts out, Debo out. Like, it just, it's it's just a bit of luck there in terms of when you play someone, not just who you're playing. Um, and again, it just it just shows how quickly things can change. I'm sitting high at 4-0. People are talking about me breaking records and, you know, points per game records and stuff in Astro. And then all of a sudden, I'm on a three-game losing streak and I'm now the fifth seat. So, it just shows how quickly everything can change.
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Mate, it is going to be a great week, though. I can I can feel it. There's a lot of desperation in the league now because there's nine teams who are either two and five or three and four who are desperate to get themselves back to uh, that sort of 500 mark and get themselves back in the chase for the playoff spots because no one's out of it. There's absolutely no one out of it. While the playoff spots have still got four and three teams in it, there's nobody who's further than two wins away from a playoff spot. So the desperation is in the air. Do you reckon we should uh, kick these previews off, man? Let's do it, mate. I'm going to go through what the playoffs would look like if they started today. And let's preview week 13. I reckon that come out good. But this year, I just kind of feel like it's different, don't you? If you look at this year, how tight it is.
0: Previewing all of this week's matchups.
1: Exactly. And how exciting would that be? Well, it would certainly give people something to think about. And that's a wrap. Oh, serious business this week because my division comes to your division. It is the South versus the East Uh, I am going to defer and give you the honours of talking about that one while I go ahead and talk about the West and the North. Again, I'll give you the honours, man. Do you want to kick this off for us?
0: Sure, mate. Uh, My awesome division against your shitty one uh, for me this week. And sound the alarm. Ding, 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 ding. That might be a bell, not an alarm, whatever. Uh, We've got a live live trade, people, on the air. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Unbelievable. And not only is it uh, interesting that it's on the pod, it's between people who are playing each other and a matchup that I'm just about to do now. No so way. that's going to make it interesting for any sort of notes that I have because it's all going to be completely different. Uh, and it's a four player trade, too. So it's a pretty solid swing. Whoa. I to um, give you
1: a wide berth here, brother. <laughs> give you some space to work to in.
0: <laughs> love a wide berth. Um, I'll just mention, to. It's between myself and Jackal. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, Really, a couple of trades this year now. Uh, He was out in a walk uh, as I uh, messaged him, and he sent me a photo of him walking around Canberra. And then he basically said, "Oh, I just accepted your offer. Who cares? Let's let's do it." Uh, Luckily enough for him, I didn't send an absurdly shit offer. Uh, It's actually quite even, Um, so (laughs) he probably lucked out there. God knows what I could have sent him, Uh, but it's it's a real interesting trade just just from my end. I've been pretty vocal to you and Mark on the side that I've been, I've been probably wanting to move Antonio Gibson for a while. Yeah. Uh, I initially had been looking more at running backs, but because I'm pretty stoked with how Damian Harris is looking at the moment, I'm kind yep. of happy there. And I decided to flip my uh, attention to maybe another receiver uh, because I actually think that evens up my team a bit because at the moment uh, I don't really have too much receiver depth on my bench. Uh, So, if, you know, to cover buys and stuff like that, I probably was going to have to sacrifice in one of those wide receiver areas when I had a buy. Uh, Whereas now, I've sort of evened up my quality receivers with my quality running backs now. So, it feels a lot more balanced. So, basically, I sent uh, DJ Moore and Antonio Gibson and I got back Keenan Allen and AJ Brown. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So, again, like... A.J. Brown and himself is always an injury risk, but I go, look, I don't think there's an, any bigger injury risk than Antonio Gibson right now. And my, my bigger worry for Gibson is that I'm actually more worried when he plays than when he doesn't because I have this real worry that he's going to play at 4 a.m. and I'm going to wake up 4.45 and he's already come out of the game. Yeah. And, and they're going to keep putting him out there each week because he hasn't completely done a refracture or whatever, but they're, they're going to be so worried about him that they're going to cap his snaps. He's in a team that is always behind now. They were winning last year games, so he was able to just run and run and run on teams, whereas this year they're going to be behind a lot. So, he's, he's going to look at 40% snap, snap counts because they're going to be, you know, trotting out Jaddy McKissick a lot because they're going to be in drills to try and come back in games, not, you know, running on teams when they're in front like they were last year. So, yeah. I've got serious worries about Gibson. Um, I don't think Jackal got a bad player. Like, he, he was probably struggling at running back himself. Like, he was basically going to have to play Gordon and Pollard this week. So, look, if Gibson yeah. goes out and as a decent game, he's actually upgraded. Um, a bit at running back, well, I just don't want to play the game of Gibson anymore. I'm worried and I'm pretty happy with the haul I got.
1: Wow, okay, so I had no idea that happened. And when you'd sort of said to me, Oh, actually, well, five minutes before we come to air, you're like, We're going to talk about a trade that's just happening. I'm like, Oh, god, I haven't even seen the waivers yet. Now I can't look at the waivers because <laughs> I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, that definitely lived up to expectation. Thank you for that. Uh, um, and with that update though, um, firstly. Do you want to know how many hours of my life I've spent arguing with Jack not getting a trade done? That pisses me off so much. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay. whatever, let's just do the trade.
0: That's oh, what God. I laugh about because it seems like he's really hard to get one done with. For now I've had two with him. He's and uh, that one last age. one was based. I also don't know if he's completely full of shit. He may have just looked at it and just acted like he didn't because going like he head, head injury assessment,
1: I think. Jesus Christ. <laughs> get him in the tent. <laughs>
0: Like I said, though, it was a pretty even trade. I think most people would consider that. And to and in this league, getting a running back, um, a decent one yeah. actually means a lot. So on um, there might even be some people that probably consider the Jackal maybe maybe even want it. But I just thought for my team it made sense. I've got yep. a lot of worries about Gibson that some other people might not have. Uh, so I was more than happy to take a very decent receiver who I think yeah. has plenty of upside. <laughs> so and uh I, I Even though the rankings obviously have Keenan Allen a bit behind more, I actually see yeah. Allen as a better player than Ford. I basically took the uh, better quarterback, uh, obviously, sure. with what's going on at the moment. So, I, And he's already had his bye, so it means I don't have to find coverage for him as well.
1: Yeah, I know that um, bye weeks at this time of year, that's can be a real consideration. Uh, am I going to trade away a guy who I've just eaten missing a game for to get a guy who I'm going to have to eat missing another game for? I, I definitely understand that balance.
0: Um, I've, just, wow, man. I've just talked about Keenan Allen And, and uh, he may come up in the a second too So oh. uh, you, 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 The podcast could be full of, full of this guy actually
1: This is going to be a big podcast too So strap in um, yeah. Make sure you get yourself a large drink And that you've been to the little room before We get really rolling here Mate, this is the greatest place I think To start up with the previews then If we've got that all up to date now We've got all our ducks in a row All the files straight did you want to start with your matchup with Jackal or are you going to save it now after doing all that? Sure. No, nah,
0: I'll go I'll go straight into it and I'll try and pivot to what I think the lineups will look like, you know, now. Uh, what I might I might say what I had written down and then if I need to sort of chuck something in after it, uh, yep. just to make it more relevant to after the trade, uh, I will. So Mahomes versus Cousins doesn't change. And even after last week, I'm going to stick with Mahomes in a pretty decent matchup against the Giants. And I think they're a a great chance of um, turning things around on a Monday night football game where they basically have to. Otherwise, they go into three and five. Uh, Henry and Eckler versus Pollard and Gordon seems like an anal exam waiting to happen. (laughs) Now, I assume one of those guys may go to his bench now with uh, Gibson coming in. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I still think – I don't know if I'd change my analysis on that too much, <laughs> just uh, with look, Gibson going in.
1: I think it, it helps Jackal at running back because I think whoever
0: he benches is not as good as Gibson. So that's a good move for Jackal. Absolutely. So on here, I, I also realized that when I did this, he hadn't actually moved Ellen into his team yet. So I had more and Metcalf with great matchups against Crowder and Jefferson, screams of a Watson-style <laughs> raping. Oh <laughs> I had I just realized I had groping instead of raping. Um, so that might have been a better word. So maybe just cut that one out. <laughs> don't pull your punches, do you? Jeepers. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. But obviously now that's gonna be Allen and Metcalf for me. Uh and then I assume it's probably gonna be well, it might actually be that because that all that might need to be his uh his our uh, wide receivers now. So Yeah, I think so. Um, although, sorry, he'll have more. Sorry. He'll chop more in there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. It's still say pretty similar. Uh, Kelsey versus Moali Cox. Kelsey smacks that ass till it looks like he has chicken pox. <laughs> so
1: the other two times you've mentioned smacks that ass, it's always ended in, it in sun. And I'm like, this has got to, this has got to <laughs> rhyme with cox I don't know what he's gonna do.
0: He's Daddy already brought, used cox He brought it. <laughs> he came back with it. It would be better so, if was something pox
1: and you came back to cox. I, I'm like, how's he going to do this? He's already used cox.
0: well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so played. I always find a way, mate. I always find a way. <laughs> uh, words, yeah, this, back, <laughs> this flex matchup completely makes no sense. All these, these two guys are actually my guys that I have to come up with an idea of who to play oh, in my flex now. So it was Harris versus AJ Brown. Uh, so... Now you know gonna it's, gonna be, it's gonna be either a j Brown or Harris, which is actually a really interesting decision for me because uh, I really like Harris's matchup, but I really like the way AJ done a j Brown's starting look too yeah um it's it's gonna be a real interesting one. I mean it's you know you can't feel too bad for me having a better a harder decision of Flex than I did before. Uh, but you know it's going to be one that's probably going to come down to the wire because I'm guarantee I'm going to backflip a hundred times on it. Uh, yeah. So let's just say he's got DJ Moore in there just to just to keep some parity with the rest of his team. So um, I think that that'll be a pretty interesting matchup. Um, yeah. I had given Pitbull the edge. Uh, I don't know if I would this time. I, I, it's Not going now. to be very close. DJ Moore has a pretty cl- a pretty good uh, matchup, as I mentioned. Uh, there is just some worries with his quarterback situation, which is obviously why I look to move him. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be quite close. Whether I go with Harris or Brown, I don't know. So, I don't know if I'd give a total edge to either of our teams there.
1: Yeah, look, fair enough. I think mean, you know... Um, I'm probably going to take you. you just got a stronger roster of guys who look more likely to whack up a pretty solid floor of points. Uh, but, you know, this is the great thing about Jackal's team is uh, he's gone out and thrown up some really great scores because he's just had guys hit ceilings and that's, there's two ways to win, right? Um, yeah.
0: There's no right way. So there's was- winning
1: and then there's not winning. So, you know, <laughs> Jackal could win. He could win. I don't think he will, but he could.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah, that was obviously me just talking about the flex position as overall, I've actually got the vinegar strokes winning 129 to 101.
1: I mean, that is exactly what I'm thinking too, is that you've got floors, you've got higher floors. Jackal needs ceilings to catch you. That, that's it. So, And he's got guys that can do it. I mean, even moving DJ Moore across from your you over to there, he's not a floor play now, he's a ceiling play. We thought he was going to be a floor play, and he was early in the season. That Panther scene doesn't look the same without McCaffrey. And, and now... DJ Moore's turned to a he needs to hit a ceiling to be worthwhile, um, and it's a bit more like what he was last year, to be honest. So yeah, hundred percent. This is you're two teams who are built differently, and he can't guarantee he's going to get a certain amount of points every week, even though his ceiling is going to be pretty high. Where you've got more of a guarantee about what your minimum uh, return should be most weeks, and and that's why I would favour you.
0: I've been just pretty brutally honest about my own team, and when I've had matchups, I thought have been good and not and not great, and I feel like it's been. It's actually yeah. came to fruition in the last couple of weeks. Like, there, there are def, and it wasn't just matchups, like, just some of my guys just have been put in different positions. Like, basically, both of my wide receivers have ended up with terrible quarterback situations, which almost felt like it happened overnight. It was, it was a bit of a, a hurt for me. I, I do, this is also why I didn't like, I didn't see the uh, point of moving Metcalf because Russell is coming back. So he'd actually be the perfect person to keep because. Whatever his value is now, it's only going to be more in the second half of the year when Russell comes back. And that's exactly when I want him if I'm in a player front. So, to me, it was only going to get better for him. So, it didn't make sense to move him. Uh, But that's why I looked at a guy like DJ Moore who I don't – look, I can see the Panthers' offense getting a bit better uh, when CMC comes back. But who can trust that at the moment? And who can trust Arnold? It's just too hard.
1: I mean, it all looked terrific when he was there. And that is the moment everything shifted. So, I'd like to think they could get it yeah. back. But, you know, so much harder to start momentum than it is to just ride on it. So, that'll be the real test of character for the Panthers, I think.
0: For sure. And just in general, I just felt like my team had way better matchups this week than it has in the last few weeks. This- 100%. Just definitely some guys I'm a bit more confident in this week. So, yeah, that's just how fantasy football is. Some weeks it looks good <laughs> for you and some weeks it, some weeks it doesn't.
1: Some weeks you're licking nuts, sucks. Yeah. All right, so hopefully this is a return to not licking nutsacks for Tay. <laughs> that,
0: that's that's the hope, mate. That's the hope. So uh, in a tough month. Crusaders versus the Queen B and suckers, or, uh, <laughs> I believe.
1: We are exploring options for up. a new name. That's yes. true. It's been made semi-public that we are on the lookout for maybe a change of uh, a change of direction with our moniker there. So yeah, um, I know you'd mentioned that, and uh, it is in the ballot. it, it hasn't been dismissed summarily yet.
0: Or the Western Wankers, I think was one of them. That's uh, some great names. Anyway, (laughs) so Burrow versus Murray. Uh, I'm taking Murray because Burrow won't need to throw much against this sack of dirty dicks, Jets team. Big win at running back for you with Fournette and Mitchell against Edmonds and Williams, and those two are letting out goo that looks like goo. (laughs) Now I assume Timmy puts in Lamb and Thielen, so I take him with you missing Adams. Hopkins is nice, but Boyd is about as useful as arse-flavoured rice.
1: <laughs> I was not expecting that. that completely caught me off guard. That's a good one.
0: I, That's what I mean. I, I'm all over the place. Some have rhymes, some don't. So, you know, you're going to be caught off guard.
1: Well, so, and, you know, of all the things that can be arse-flavoured, I think rice was the perfect, you know, shock factor <laughs> word there. So, thank you. That was I a big reaction.
0: really... Really top-notch, you know, serious analysis down to ass-flavored rice. That's the <laughs> that's the different spectrum you get with me. Uh, uh, <laughs> fan versus Knox should be a good matchup. I lean fan because Knox is obviously coming off that broken hand. Even then, it felt like I was rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't, now I don't even know myself when I'm actually rhyming and when I'm not. Uh, that rhymes, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Well, it didn't rhyme. That's the thing. But it felt like I was like talking in it being a rhyme. Yeah, it didn't um,
1: oh, I'd pay that.
0: <laughs> it's like yeah, Carter and my... shark. Uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, no, I'd pay him. My, that was some of my best work. Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Madison versus Damian Williams means absolutely nothing to me. Let's move on. Yep. This, this is actually going to be the closest matchup of the ones I do. Uh, I think your running backs are going to be far superior, which will keep you in it. But I'm going to lead Tim by one point, yeah. as I like his team more elsewhere.
1: I kind of disagree. I was looking at who Tim hasn't put in his lineup yet and knowing that he's got to keep well, the that defense on by and he's going to replace them too. I'm like, oh, I'm probably losing this one.
0: It's, like I said, it could go either way. That's the one that I'm the most up in the air about. Uh, I just thought, you know, I assumed him is going to make those changes, so I had to sort of mentally make them for him. Um, But I feel like when he does that, there were more areas that I liked of him. Um, I definitely think you go a a bit in front of the running backs, as I mentioned. Uh, And there's also the chance that Burrow does ball out and actually does challenge Kyler or even goes in front of him. But I've just... It's weird. The Jets seem like this awesome offense for quarter, uh, sorry, awesome matchup for quarterbacks, but they f- find a way to not be. Because <laughs> yeah. it's funny how often the team just runs all over them and gets up twenty-one nil, and then just doesn't pass in the whole second half. And it <laughs> makes it look like the stats say like the Jets are this awesome team and it's quarterbacks, but they're actually not. But yeah. It's just because the team just dominates early. Uh, and then just completely cruises in the second half. So, I, I don't know. Like, it could go either way. But I'm going to say, just go off the merit of Kyler being, uh, being the better quarterback in fantasy this week. But, yeah, I just liked, liked some of his other positions. And, look, it's coming down to one point. So, I'm really splitting hairs. Yeah.
1: And look, I know I'm not going to draw out my end of it too far, but not having Devante Adams, that changes my team completely. You say every week, how do I pick against Maddie in a wide receiver battle with Devante Adams and DeAndre Hopkins? Well, I don't have one of them this week, and that changes the whole thing. And here you are saying, Maddie, you're actually strong at running back. No one has said that about my team all year. Yeah. So I'm just going to take oh, that and say a thank time. you. I'm going to send you a love letter because that was the nicest thing anyone said to me all year. And I'm going to take that as my win this week. I'm just going to bank it today.
0: It's and that just shows, like I'm probably picking you by ten to twelve points if you have the one day Adams. So it's yeah. just you're obviously the person that you then have to replace um, him with is obviously going to be ten to twelve points, probably less than that, Adams. That's just how it is.
1: Some bag of testicles, yeah, and there he is Mr. Madison, especially awesome. in
0: especially in a sixteen team league. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, so I'll go to Jolio versus Champ Chump. Uh, I'm a tad worried about Rogers uh, with what's going on with COVID in Green Bay this week, and I'll just say that this is the only reason I didn't take Joel's team as the Super bit of foreshadowing, Ooh. foreshadowing of actually telling you, <laughs> uh, because I like everything else in his team, but I can see an average game for Rogers here, but against a waiver wire pickup, which I could probably go have a look at now. it will give me one second. Oh. I guess I'll still take Rogers. Are you going to check? I'm going to check. So, if hey. you want to give me just a little bit of time, a bit of song
1: for the
0: people dun, or something. Yeah, no, totally elevated. Music. <laughs> We're just going to
1: play Girl from Panema while this is happening. You know, just classic elevator song. Uh, uh, he's gone with Jameis.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair which, enough. Yeah, pretty prototypical uh, waiver wire pickup there.
1: And that's about and what you're going to get now, Leg. Like, yeah.
0: It's, it's more like a kind of like a revenge game for him and t- it's actually not bad. Like, I I know what they did to the Bears last week, but that's just a field problem. That's just the Bears. <laughs> uh, and Tampa are missing so many defensive pieces at the moment uh, in the secondary. Uh, if Winston falls behind, he might actually, you know, he'll probably throw a few to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just what he does. But... Uh, He'll, he'll probably actually air it out a little bit, so he that could actually be a decent matchup. But I'm still going to take Rogers because I just think Rogers will find whoever's there. I just you can't not take Rogers against Winston.
1: <laughs> I've seen how Rogers works too. He looks across the field and tries to find guys in the same color jersey as him. Where Jamis's flow flowchart looks like, yeah. Are you wearing yeah. a jersey? Good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone near you? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Throw it, to the re- throw it to the refs, throw it to the people in the crowd. He doesn't give a shit. He just yeah, slings that. That, that LASIK
1: it. he had, it didn't <laughs> last long, did it? <laughs> no,
0: it? did not. So, I think Najee and Moss destroy Herbert and Perrine. Uh Moss gets a great matchup against a horrendous Miami defense. Yeah. Uh, Evans and Chase have been holding it together for Steven, but I don't even see him winning the receiver matchup here. Cup is the best receiver in the league right now. And I think this is a fantastic matchup for Sanders. So I'm actually leaning Joel here again. I oh, never like Mike Evans off a great game. He often drops the following week.
1: Well scores a zero. He does these things where he'll turn up, you'll play a whole game, and you'll get like one target.
0: And he'll have had 37 oh, points a week before. And you
1: go, what? what? You don't have to average them
0: out, man. <laughs> and I'll talk about this later, like Mike Evans suits Stephen's team because it's the biggest yo-yo you'll ever see. Stephen goes from 140s to 60s. Like he he just is all over the place. So Mike Evans is probably the perfect guy for his team because Mike Evans is very similar.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, that's probably an excellent point. (laughs) He's the uh, absolute personification of the scuba
0: champs. Definitely. So Ertz versus Cook is easily on the Ertz side. Uh, he had a great first game of his new team last week, and we'll look to build on that. Uh, AJ Green um, looks far better than Aguilar at the Flex. I have Jolio winning, and this is not close. It's the widest margin of the week, 35 points.
1: Man. Jolio's team is freaking legit too. So he hadn't made the playoffs in about five seasons. Last year, he winds up the two seed, and look at his team this year. He's already got five wins. Ah, oh, man, this guy is legit. It's nice to see Struggle Town. Back and looking, looking proud.
0: Leading the south, mate. Um, I think I don't know what did he start. Is he won five in a row? Like was he old yeah. two? He was. I know he. Like, I got him pretty early in the division matchups, and then he's just pretty much around the table since. I'm so he's starting to look good. You might have triggered his so, success, mate. I definitely did. Uh, now the Jones <laughs> up against the Goober, who broke his own record for the worst score of the year. <laughs> Where's that? Re- Where's that handicapped Peacock peacock voice? Got to go Prescott here against the Thrill. Uh, Better matchup, and Dak just looks like the far better fantasy quarterback at this time. Patterson and Jones against Collins and Stevenson could be sentenced to 25 to life in prison. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no no, no rhyme needed. Uh, Ridley. Stevenson Ridley. and prison. Patterson <laughs> and prison. I mean, it's yeah, there. No, it's it's no. there if you want it. It's there. It's just been waiting to be had. And uh, then he can Ridley. smack his ass, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great podcast. Ridley and Johnson versus Diggs and Patrick. Uh, I like Diggs the most of the four, but I think Patrick is far worse than the other two, so I go with Jerry again here. Okay. Schultz and Henry have both looked good. Henry has a touchdown in four straight games, but Schultz looks like the better player of both if they were both to miss out on a TD here. So I lean him. Yeah. One really- position I like for Adam is the flex. Uh, if AB plays, which I have to assume he does, uh, I have to take him over Cobb. The only thing I will say, though, is if Cobb is the only receiver left on this Packers team, he might actually get more work than usual. Uh, But I still obviously have to take AB.
1: This is one of those weeks where Cobb could put up 26. You know,
0: uh, I know he could, wouldn't he? He really could. I have to project AB as a better player, but it just it would not surprise me because he could be the only one there. And
1: there's no mouths to feed where AB is one of a starving pack. Like it's just, yeah. yeah, What do you do?
0: Poor Adam. Another job. I can't believe I'm actually
1: sympathizing with Adam. Poor Adam. I just say, oh, wash my mouth out with fucking
0: soap. No sympathy here. This is another domination as the Gnomes inflict more, play, more pain on the Dingleberry fantasy football team as they take it by 24 points.
1: This will bring these two teams to four and four each as well. Wouldn't that just be beautiful? Go, Jerry. Way to go, go brother. Go, Jerry. What a comeback. <laughs> oh, mate. That's fantastic. I'm so pleased to see Jerry starting to turn around too because he had a bit of a rough start. And he's actually scoring okay. Not consistently, but he's scoring okay. So uh, good to see him doing all right.
0: Absolutely. Wow, we threw your matchups already. We are, sure are, mate. I've um, got the right matchups this week, mate.
1: I do, mate. I've spent a lot of time on this this week. Um, I, I've actually spent a ridiculous amount of time on my notes and stuff for this show because I knew it was going to be a big one, mate. I knew. Um, so I'm, I'm super prepared this week. And I'm going to start with names versus Queensland football team. I'm joking, I'm totally joking. Um, not a funny joke. Okay, moving on. The
0: crowd goes miles.
1: Yeah, thanks. This is I just felt like my dad from a <laughs> there, where he says a joke and then he just looks expectantly around the room for the clap and, and the cheer, and then kind of nothing happens and he has to recoil <laughs> quietly. It's <laughs> a real Dennis moment there. Um shout out to Dennis. Mate, I'm gonna start at Squaz versus the Space Pirates. Um, a couple of reasons for this. Firstly, Maybe not surprising, but this is going to be a battle fought on the high seas, as you might expect, because one of the teams is pirates. But many of you are going to be confused, as I have been for many years, about what a manga is. And one day I did ask TC, do you know what he said? He said that he'd found this combination of words by searching urban dictionary. So at that point, I never wanted to find out what it meant, because I, I guess I just don't want the ASIO agent who monitors my online performance <laughs> to... Um, to start, I don't know, throwing me up ads about whatever those two things mean. But why I mean a battle on the high seas is that it's TC versus Seahorse.
0: See what I did there? Uh, yeah. I think the cr- I just checked. Yeah, the crowd's mild. Fucking crickets, mate.
1: You know, my, my fans in New Zealand, they would have loved that, I reckon, because they are also girt by sea. Fucking... <laughs>
0: All those fans in New Zealand. Thanks for making us number one, guys. <laughs> number G-order. one in New Zealand. How good's that?
1: Okay. Enough C's jokes. Um, Turdy Bridgewater versus whoever TC gets off waivers. Now, I've got the luxury That's of being works. able to check that. Let's check that. Just This is live radio two days before we record it. Everyone will be able to just see this when they open the app. But now I'm going hunting because I didn't know. And I'm going to go ahead and see he has it- got... Just get your sunscreen ready. The sunburn happy meal. He gets a mention anyway, because I was going to say, it's not because TC had his QB on by, it's because he had Garoppolo, who is a fucking disgrace to the quarterback position in fantasy. So give me Seahorse. I'm giving him the nod because Trevor Lawrence or Carson Wentz aren't enticing me. So there you go. I already had it covered. Vixenag and McKissick actually look like they'll do well this week and pitted against Dearness Johnson and Devontae Booker. Like, I just don't know what the status is with Dearness Johnson. So, uh, at the moment, I'll take my chances with TC's pair and say that that could even up the matchup a fair bit. But I'm going to reserve that to see whether it is Dearness Johnson actually leading the Browns
0: this week or if it's going to be Chubb. Can I I just jump in there quick? Yeah. He's actually got Kenny Gainwell and I actually think he's going to be an awesome play. So he's got him over Deonis Johnson and Kenny Gainwell is basically the lead back this week. So I'll just say that's actually probably a better situation for Seahorse than you're thinking. Well, yeah. And so at
1: the time too, I was writing these out on Monday, our time as games are happening on Sunday in the US. And at that point I didn't know the Sanders injury had happened. And in the time since I have tweaked it a little bit to mention that, um, But I'll roll on. I've got Seahorse's wide receivers being Julio, and he rolls him out beside Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett goes up against the Jags, so that could be a good day out. Brandon Cooks gets the Rams, and Mike Williams is back versus a surprisingly decent New England passing defense. I really don't know how to split these guys. So I'm just going to look at this really pragmatically and just say, well, given the actual scoring this season and just accepting the knowledge that I'm being given by what's actually happened so far, I'm going to give TC the edge with his two receivers. Now, Tay, I need a favor. Can I get a Seals-Jones sounder in here? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Seahorse is rolling out Seals-Jones against Hawk. I don't love either. Do you love either? I don't love either. But, look, let's just say Hock is going to get it done and give TC a decided advantage in the matchup. So, rolling along, uh, it's fine in fantasy to have options like this. Like, he's got Amari Cooper as his flex in a 16-team league, and that sounds luxurious. And I think, just given this week, Kenny Gainwell will actually become something useful, or even then, if he is the running back two, the return of Jarvis Landry We'll keep this position fairly close. But, you know, in all, I think TC's got too many horses, resources, and it will take the armed fucking forces for Seahorse to arrest this one. TC, by 15 points, pulls him up to three and five. Just a quick precursor. TC has fucking disappointed me a lot this year. And if he loses one more time, I'm never picking him again for the season. I keep on doing it. He keeps on letting me down. This is a fucking last chance, brother.
0: Get your shit together. I actually don't mind how Seahorses' team's starting to Look, I'm not gonna lie; like things are actually starting to turn around for him a bit. Uh, look, it's Julio's tough to work out at the moment. I don't know what to make <laughs> of it. Like he pulls out of every every game basically at some stage, and then all of a sudden the. The injury isn't that bad, and he's playing the week after. So, you just got to hope that he's all later the same day. That, <laughs> yeah, you got to hope that it's in the fourth quarter so that he's actually played like nearly four quarters worth of football before he actually does the weird tweak. So, yeah. um, his, his team's or his team's very different to what you would have seen. Um, he's obviously got Gamewell and his starting running backs. He's got Landry in his wide receivers now. Uh, he's actually got Myers as his flex, and he's actually benched Tyler Lockett. So, oh, actually, as, uh, as much as everyone, like, sort of gives Seahorse's team a bit of shit, he's, he's got a team now that uh, is, is now willing to drop Tyler Lockett to the bench in a 16 team league. So, uh, it can't actually be in that bad as a situation. Um, and he actually dropped Seals Jones. He's gone with Tyler Conklin. Conk, conk.
1: No way. Seals Jones out. Hmm. Seals Jones. Oh, I can't believe man. I just wasted a Seals Jones sound. <sighs> oh, I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> but
0: get on those waivers, people.
1: Yeah, yeah, go pick him up. He is much less of a dickhole than the guy he's replacing. So um, That's it. Anyhow, look, I'm, I'm leaning TC. When he disappoints me yeah, one more time, I'm just out. I'm selling all my TC stock. Fuck that guy. Yeah,
0: fucked him. Who cares?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to what I think is going to be one of the great matchups, Geez <laughs> pots against the Cornhuskers. Absolutely. I'm going to do something again my old man would do. He'd say, well, 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 three holes in the ground. Um, I don't know why he says that, uh, but it's just kind of his way of starting (laughs) a really boring story. So here comes my boring story. Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift are reunited again in a feel-good favorite that will thrill any moviegoer. But wait, Zeus Elliott and Jonathan Taylor wait on the other side of this matchup, and they're also playing like Greek gods lately. I smell time for an epic running back throwdown. I refuse to pick. I just want to sit back and watch and enjoy the show. Ryan's been relying on Father Time to remain well behind in the chase to catch up to Tom Brady. He's gone to New Orleans in week eight, which I actually think sounds like a tougher matchup than it really is to, to face. Because, well, like big congrats for holding Geno fucking Smith to 10 points in the rain. But I'm with Shania Twain on this one. It just doesn't impress me much. Justin only rolls out Justin fucking Herbert against the Patriots. I'm going to give advantage to Ryan there. Moving on. I do like Godwin, but Devonta Smith or Rondale Moore? I think it's difficult for Justin to chase down Ryan here because he'll be starting his favorite cool combo of Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, and Michael Pittman, and he doesn't even need to, you know, park the third one in a flex spot when you have James Robinson sitting there as an option ready to go fresh off his bye week. Any of those should outpower Justin's flex. But finally, 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 some good news for Justin. Mark Andrews is on a buy, and some dumb chump needs to go into tight end for Ryan. Evan Ingram is actually one of the few healthy targets in the passing game for Danny Dimes-Jones against the imitation asshole defense, the Kansas City turnstiles. It's not going to be enough, though. I'm going to take Ryan pretty comfortably in this one by 25 points.
0: Yeah, interesting. He, um, he ended up guessing – give me one sec. He ended up getting uh, Tonyan, Robert Tonyan. Uh which That's a good probably this week. Is a Bad pick considering the co- like we just mentioned with Cobb uh that they've got absolutely no pass catches this week with the whole COVID situation. That's a good so, guess. uh I'm pretty sure Tonyan's one of the guys that has avoided it so far. So um fingers crossed that he does. Uh and then yeah, it's it's a very distant pickup of him having Andrews on by. Uh it's interesting that he doesn't have Pittman in his lineup. I would for you would have for sure, especially against Tennessee. Yeah. I know Tennessee had a really good week last week in their defense. Um, shout out to Pastry Press for uh, calling me out on that one, saying that I purposely jinxed, uh, well, re- reverse jinxed the uh, Tennessee Titans by calling them the uh, world record for us. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that um, that was a bit of a an normally last week. But I definitely would be playing Pittman against Tennessee, so. He's yeah, got same. Shepard and in. I probably would play him over Shepard. Um, look, I'd play him over either, to be honest. So it's really up to him. But Ryan's a good player, so he's obviously got a plan.
1: Yeah, I think he does. I mean, so let me take you very quickly behind the curtain into the unimpressive world of how I go about this. Is I just look at the entire roster and I think to myself, all right, if this is my team, how do I line this up? That's it. That's all I like I I don't worry too much about who they've currently got where. I just line it up how I think I would line it up. Yep. That uh, makes sense. In the twisted mind of Maddie C there, I know there's it's it's a scary place, but thank you for stepping into that world for just a mere moment. <laughs> no worries, my voice. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to Jiggity Jagged Edge <laughs> and Brendox Birdman. Um so Pete, he's second overall and the jiggity joggity Jaggedy jugs. I've taken on a Birdman team who are three and four, but man, they're built like a five-and-two team. Let's get cooking here, because Josh Allen, he's head-to-head with Matt, a staff infection, and they both play arsehole defenses. So the likelihood oh. is that this could be a 30 points to 28 kind of start for these two quarterbacks. And I'm just going to nod to Brendo since Josh Allen's just so much more inclined to use his two feet and a heartbeat to get points in a way that Stafford is just a bit more reluctant to. At running back, Brendo then starts Kamara and AJ Dylan because that's literally all he has. He doesn't have anybody else. They're, they are the entire running back room. And then he's matching up against James Conner and Miles Gaskin. That really, I don't know, I hardly feel like that's some kind of upgrade, but I guess both of them are an upgrade over Dylan As a group, I'm going to give him the nod at running back. Um, in fact, I'm not even going to give him the nod. I'm going to give him the gong at running back because I get my gong guy back next week when – the last of the restrictions get lifted here. And I'm fucking thrilled. That guy's going to get a lot of work in retrospective gongs that I've dished out in the last month.
0: I'd also like to point out to Canberra, barons that I'll be back. I'll be back in from Wednesday to Friday. So, uh, you know, get your pitchforks out So and then send me backpacking.
1: That'll be fucking – I'm going to get a gong out for that too, which is while the gong guy's out, just fucking make hay with it. Let's go. Yep. Gong for Taylor being back. <laughs> with justin jefferson back from buy and alan robinson acquired late in week seven through trade um it's pretty easy to like brendo's wide receivers but have a look at who he's matched up against tyreek hill and robert woods with the side of debo samuel man that, that that little trio there would make any quarterback start salivating and pete is no exception That's a tasty trio of guys to be lining up when your opponent's flex option is going to be some choice of Armandrass and Brown, if Jerry Judy's back, or whatever chump you can pick up off waivers. Yikes. Brendo did do a pretty wicked trade a few weeks back to acquire Waller for his tight end spot, but in that time he's been... One, disappointing, the next week, inactive, and this week, on a buy. While Pete starts, my buy low tight end from last month, Kyle Pitts, who's been a fucking sensation. Give that guy a gong too. Fucking gongs everywhere, mate. Gongs everywhere. Advantage Pete in all those categories. Can't find many holes in Pete's squad, to be honest. All he needs is a nice day for Woods and Stafford to make this high for Brendo against a dirty-ass Texan secondary. They couldn't stop a wet fart from turning into a shart. I'm calling for Pete to squeak this in by 12 points.
0: You're not wrong about those quarterbacks, man. That could be a 40-40 start. Holy shit. I, yeah. I, I would side, Alan, because um, i got a feeling that the Bills are just going to pump the living shit out of Miami. And uh, I brought this up a few weeks ago. I think it was like three or four weeks ago when Tampa was playing Miami. And I made the call that Miami had literally given up on the season already. And I have seen nothing that has proven me otherwise. I think they've lost every game. Uh, yeah. they just they look horrendous their defense similar to Washington has gone from great to horrendous in one season uh, and I just think at home um, in a divisional game I think the Bills are going to really send a message so even if yeah. they get up by a lot I can see Allen staying out there and really driving it home whereas I think Stafford might get caught up in the same situation as Burrow a bit where they go up by a fair bit against Houston and sort of coast so I would see Allen winning by a fair bit there but you're right, like everywhere else except for the Kamara. Um, Kamara probably outscored both of his running backs together. Although <laughs> I thought that no, about a group. Henry. And last week I had Henry score about one and a half more points than Gaskin. So that proved how well my matchup against Pete went. <laughs> uh, so, you were asking you know, for a Gaskin. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, Pete basically has this no... Uh, running back sort of team that just looks great with the receivers and then somehow his running backs still went well. So, when so you get, when catches. you play Pete, when well, his running backs go well, you're in deep shit, basically. Like, it's, it's going to be a tough week to beat him. Uh, oh, but I agree with everywhere else, everywhere else, I like Pete better. So, I'd definitely take Pete as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, just cumulatively over the rest of the positions, he just doesn't have to put the distance in. So, that quarterback definitely. must have not enough to swing it. Absolutely. I'm into my last matchup already, bro. I'm feeling pretty good about this. It's Sick. Kenny and the Playmakers versus Marky Mark's My Alina Dolphins. And hang on tight, man. This, I don't know. This was a bit of a mess for me. Sammy Darnold played about a shaking of an egg last week, as can be imagined. Now, I played Mark, and essentially it was like he didn't start a quarterback and he still beat me. Yep. Now, <laughs> this week, he gets the authentic. Asshole defense, Atlanta, and across the hallway, Kenny starting Jalen Hurts facing a surprisingly decent Detroit team. I mean, so I say that because all of a sudden now they're losing competitively instead of just losing, and I guess that's progress. The projections here are within two points, and I think that's probably fair. But I just don't know whether it's going to be a decent score that they're separated by two points, or a shitty score that they're separated by two points. It could be eleven to thirteen at quarterback. Or it could be 25, 23. I just – I don't fucking know. Um, These two quarterbacks, interestingly, are tied amongst all quarterbacks for rushing touchdowns. They've each got five. That's kind of interesting, isn't it?
0: And you can weirdly set your clock to Hurts getting anywhere between 22 and 28. I said that last week and it happened again. You can set your clock to having absolutely jack balls in the first three quarters and then coming back in the fourth and then – He's quarterback six on the year. He hasn't been outside the top 12 all season. Only quarterback in the league.
1: Wow. Now, there is a nice little tidbit for me to talk about in a later segment on the next episode. So, stay tuned. Um, Look, with these two, I'm going to lean Ken here because Hurts, if he's having a bad day, he just finds a way to junk time it up, right? And Sammy... He got to ride the pine late last week against the Giants, which to me was a bit shocking, but maybe it's just a bit of a sign that Matt Rule would rather protect the guy than have him in danger in a game that got away. And that just doesn't seem to be the case in Philly. They're just like, you will fucking go back out there. So, okay, yep. Ken, you get that one. Now, he's got Darrell Henderson and Chuba Hubbard in the cupboard, while Javonte Williams and Michael... How did you say his last name last week? Chartard? Sh- Michael... Yes, yeah,
0: that's
1: sharted, the no. his pants, Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Michael shattered his pants. Uh, they're likely to be marquee starters if Chubb isn't erect this week. Uh, ironically, he would need to be erect against the Steelers because you know steel is erect as well. You- you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on.
0: Oh, um, no, I'm giggling. I'm giggling just to the word erect. That <laughs> shows the uh, class of this podcast. <laughs> I made sure I worked it in twice. Uh, (laughs) I love
1: McLaurin and Waddle That pairing Tore me a fresh Asshole last week They only outscored Devante Adams And DeAndre Hopkins Don't know if you heard Of those two chumps No sweat In fact This two McLaurin and Waddle They might be the best Wide receiver duo Since Pete's guys We mentioned before Tyreek Hill and Robert Woods Although I didn't notice this Until I started typing it But Hills And you know So Woods Trees They actually kind of Go together That's kind of cute
0: Hills and woods. Yeah, it's, and woods. look, wonderful, wonderful chat on this podcast, mate. We'll <laughs> go in any direction. Yeah, it's like bread and veggie, mate.
1: <laughs> so with Hollywood Brown out on his buy, we might just see Corey Davis. and He might be potentially catching dimes from Flacco, I guess we'll see, and, and probably Marvin Jones on the other side. And to me, that probably doesn't really come close. So I'm, I'm probably just still going to give the advantage to Mark. My end will need to be loose if we're going to talk about these tight ends because on National Tight End Day last week, Tyler Higbeast had what was probably a top 10 day for tight ends, given the shittiness of the position. But he, he mastered seven points. So, you know, good for you, Higbeast. But Mike Goosey, fuck. I'm still going to call him Goosey, and here's why. It takes a bit of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because that mofo is a goose that's laying big-ass solid golden eggs. Fuck, he reined it in against me last week with a big day. 18 points. It left me choking last week. More advantage to Marky. And I'm going to go ahead. And place Mike Davis and probably Russell Gage in the flexes in this one. Maybe Ken rolls out Singletary instead of Davis, since Miami aren't exactly a fearful defense. But you know, to me, there is not a lot of chance for one to pull away from the other here. They're all kind of vanilla. I'm just going to give the match up to Marky by 13 points. Happy Halloween, everyone!
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty tough one. I'm glad I sort of didn't have that on my prediction side. Uh, I probably wouldn't have gone something like 13. I think it's going to be a fair bit closer than that. I will say, though, that Mark's pretty much been living a no running back life like the last few weeks, just but not by choice. Like he's just been sort of hammered by injuries. I think he's actually got a pretty decent situation if Chubb starts because I know I've talked about Charter. Uh, But I actually think he's the clear guy, and he's actually been pretty good for the Jets over the last couple of weeks. I know they're not going to have many positive game scripts, but he actually looks pretty good, and I think they know that. And then even when they're behind, they just think, well, our best chance is probably through him. Uh, So I actually think between uh, Chubb, Carter... And then Gervonta, who gets a pretty decent matchup against Washington, I actually think that's a pretty – that's probably the best running back core that he's had outside of when he's had CMC. So he's actually got a pretty decent situation there. And I think he's got a bit of a springboard situation here because if he can start to get a bit of luck with health, get CMC back, he's actually got a pretty good team going because that Waddle-Gasicki stack, notice I said, Gasicki, I've taken away the goose mark. He's got there. Huge moment. Sound the alarm again.
1: <gasps> ding 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 That'd ding, ding. Do you actually want me to put in a sounder for that? Because I mean, we can do yeah, it. We've got a budget up. for that. I mean, I'm paying a gong guy, so you know we've got the
0: budget. <laughs> oh, mate, we've got a huge budget. We're, we're number one all over the world. This podcast. Uh, we've got we've got money coming out of a you know what. So all over the age. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm sort of waddling on waddle waddle waddle. But uh, yeah, look, his his team's actually starting to turn it around at the moment. So I hope hope he actually gets a bit of luck.
1: Yeah, same here, Um, especially after he beat me last week. I can't have him beat me and then fade into obscurity, especially since he beat me by, like, a 50-yard field goal. And I had that stupid Myers bloke who you love so much after he tortured your ass last year out there torturing my fucking ass this year. So, uh, man, it's the second game I've lost really close this year like that uh, where it's under sort of a handful of points. So, you know, I think I look at my team then and go, well, it could be in that five-win club, and I'm not. But, you know, I'll probably win a couple of those the other way around if I continue to score pretty solidly and, and Mark has been that team this year too if you have a look at each week of his season he's pretty much scored between 100 and 115 just pretty consistently so he's going to win games like that and um, you know I, I like that his team has this wonderfully consistent floor of points all the time because he just finds a way um, so all the power to you Mark good luck keep plugging brother absolutely the, the, the crowd could not live without us.
0: Yes, Dudley vs. Dudley or Kooba vs. Super. vs. Super.
1: We'll work it out in the next week or so. We're going to drop for you.
0: Free the pitball out that everyone looks forward to. Makes my heart hurt. <laughs> I know you want me. You know I want you. <laughs> ah, you brought it, mate. You brought the energy. That's all I really needed. I have talk I talked enough about it. So I'm happy to move on and ruin my next week's picks. <laughs> Can you fucking feel this? Who are you gonna
1: go 0-2 with this week, Tay?
0: I can fucking feel
1: it! Sorry.
0: <laughs> I love this show. I love the show. This could be my job. Enjoy the show until it's pulled off the yeah. air. Uh, so Astros, cancelled. <laughs> now to ruin this week's uh, to ruin this amazing week with my picks. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Now, after being completely against my team the last few weeks, which yeah. I was completely justified with the results, I actually wanted to show you that I feel a lot better about my team this week. So I'm taking the vinegar strokes as the oh. uh, as the goober. No, just as the super. <laughs> 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 Mahomes, <laughs> off his worst game possibly ever on a Monday night at home against the Giants, feels like a get-right game. Paired with Kelsey, seems like it could be the turnaround for that stack. Uh, in general, I'm happy with the matchups, particularly for Moore, uh, which is going to be Keenan Allen now, and yeah. DK, which are the biggest question marks of my team lately. Uh, playing Atlanta, which doesn't exist, playing New England, uh, <laughs> and Jacksonville feels like a perfect opportunity to get. More, pun intended, which doesn't exist anymore, (laughs) out of my receiving core, uh, which is underperforming at the moment. (laughs) Henry and Eckler are great against basically anyone. So India, New England, don't bother me. And Damian Harris getting the charges is a wonderful matchup with him against the 28th best rushing defense. I'm back on a positive train after a tough few weeks where I've lost three straight. Uh, look, most of that's still relevant. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. This. Uh, dis- I didn't make a trade, and then all of a sudden, dislike my team. Uh, I wasn't going to be playing Gibson anyway. I'd pretty much made the decision I was playing Harris over him. Um, okay. So, all okay. really, I'm doing now is playing Keenan Allen over Moore, who I'm probably a bit more confident in anyway. Uh, and there's a bit more uh, pie there with the the passing yards. So I'm definitely more confident in Herbert than I was in uh, Donald. Uh, and then, yes, just a pick between AJ Brown and, um, and Harris that we've talked about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively confident with my team this week.
1: Mate, there is far less great rhyming jokes you can make with Alan than there is with Moore. So, uh, I feel for you, man. The problem is we're actually <laughs> exactly. so prepared for this show sometimes that it's to our detriment and it showed up right there. Uh, so, th- there's a lesson,
0: mate. Don't prepare. Don't prepare at all. Don't prepare at all. <laughs> uh, now, now, the goober. Stephen's team was like a yo-yo covered in dog shit. <laughs> it is basically the best score in the league every second week. In the other week, he is horrendous. And I think this sticks with the theme as the team is straight donkey ass this week. No quarterback with Lamar on bye. No running backs as Perrine as a backup. And so is Herbert with the possibility of Montgomery coming back. Evans and Chase have been holding him together. But I never trust Evans, as I spoke about earlier after a big game. Yep. And funnily enough, I don't actually love the Jets matchup for Chase because they won't have to pass much when they're up 21-0 after four seconds. <laughs> Aguilar and Flex doesn't fill me with anything. Champ goes back to chump this week. Oh,
1: mate, um, just on a personal note, I could kind of use that. If I'm going to win this week, I need to try and keep ahead of Steve to just have any chance of being in the, the mix to get out of my division. Oh. I kind of like when mate, you pick mate. guys who I'm rallying with. Um, I love when you pick guys in my division because the week is coming where it's going to be me, but um, I managed to avoid mega buy week without you picking me, so maybe I'm in the clear. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad when you pick you, my yeah. adversaries.
0: Well, I like your team. Like I said, there's a lot to like about it, and especially you've now got some running backs that don't mind either. So it's going to be hard for me to big you because you've got two uh, wide receivers I really like, and I know so does Steven, but – You've got some decent guys there that I find of you know they're consistent enough that I can never really see them being horrible enough to be the the goober so yeah I actually I actually like your team I, I think it's got some good pieces so um obviously I wait for me to make that
1: segment week. about me and not about the guy you're picking is the goober by <laughs> yeah, the way.
0: and look based on a one week sample size, everything I pick in this segment is right so uh oh. you know congr- congratulations to me <laughs> and um you know eat a bag of wet possum dicks, our Stephen, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you will have noticed this too, but I found an effect where you can make the tick glow on the super that we put out for your, um, for your picks. Uh, and I thought Brilliant. you would appreciate that. Once I found that I went through and just put a glow on every tick for everything you or I got right last week to make it really fucking stand out. Cause it wasn't a lot that we got right last week, but man, that slide, it was all ticks. Oh, so, mate, that dude, huge, ticks.
0: That. <laughs> huge ticks.
1: <laughs> mate, you're going to have the really, ticks man? after that. Um, mate. Okay. This is where we're going to split this from episode one into episode two. So for you and me, through the magic of radio, we're going to reappear in just a few minutes. But for everyone else, they're going to have slept a whole night and have to live with a wet anticipation, salivation in their mouth that they're not going to be back for a whole day to come and hang out with us while we do the other parts of the show. Uh, so, can I see you on the other side? You're coming back. Just give me reassurance you're coming back first.
0: <laughs> Boah, Inception. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Sound the gong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this gong guy. Um all right, well let's wrap this one up like a fajita and I'll see you on tomorrow's show. Yebido you. No Hooray!
0: Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Mm.